know that bougie auntie and uncle? The ones that laugh real loud. Ain't got no kids. And always seem ready to turn up. And throw down. Simultaneously. simultaneously. In the name of black queer excellence. That's us. I'm Ollie. I'm Lena. And this is Speak, Speak on, on That. that. <laughs> you ready? Yeah. It could all be so simple. <gasps> But you'd rather make it hard. Loving you is like, like a battle. And we both end up with scars. Tell me who I have to be. To, be. to get some surprise Let me take it a gospel. See no one that love you more than me. Oh, and no one ever will. Damn. <laughs> no matter how I think we grow, you mm. always seem to mm. let me mm. know it, it ain't, ain't working. working. It ain't working. It ain't working. And when I try to mm. walk away, you mm. hurt yourself to make mm. me stay. This is crazy. This is crazy. This is crazy. So should we take it to the end? Care for me, care for me. You know you care for me, there for me, there for me. Did you be there for me, cry for me, cry for me. Did you be cry for me, care for me, care for me. Why won't you live for me, care for me, care for me. I love that song. Oh, I love that song. Like, okay, okay. Easily, and I feel like we say this a lot, but easily one of the best songs ever. That's true, like, yeah. Like, no, it's yeah. It's really good. It's, it's really, really re- good. <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's so good. Lauren Hill, X Factor. Mm-hmm. I, if you don't know it, then mm-mm. Mm-mm. that ain't it. People you are like, why are they singing Drake's song like Listen, that? Listen, <laughs> I was just gonna bring that up. People will listen to it and be like, oh, that's weird. That so um, they sample Drake. That's <laughs> Lauren Hill sample Drake. Wild. Oh, it's a trip, but here we Mm. are, y'all. We are back with another week. Welcome to Speak on That. How are you doing? Uh, I might, I guess. You know? Yeah, I'm just okay. Yeah. How are you? You know, um, let me just say my thing, surviving and thriving Mm. as best as I can. Yeah, I as feel that. Best as I can. <laughs> <laughs> it's late. We're recording late tonight, but um, I know. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not I have to rest. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. It wouldn't come out one way or another, uh, <laughs> and that's not what the episode was about. It wasn't about white women pissing me off. <laughs> what is the episode about? The episode is about. Stars. Yes, that is right. Uh, so, and all that's going on hey. in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. It has been a bit of a whirlwind of a week for kind of us on this side of the world, kind of getting the news as it was happening. But this has been going on for several several weeks in Nigeria. But mm-hmm. we thought it'd be important to highlight what is happening there just for you know, the sake of having a platform like this and ensuring that we use our voices for, for the greater good. 
is super important and super vital. But um, for those that don't know what SARS is, I'm sure social media, you've been seeing things and whether you chose to click on the links or not, hopefully this episode can kind of give you a idea of what it is, but I'm just going to get into it and we'll go from there. Cool. Cool. Let's do it. So first and foremost, SARS, which stands for the Special Anti-Robbery Squad. So SARS was established in 1992 to tackle robbery, kidnappings, and other violent crimes here in Nigeria. Um, But they've been widely criticized for human rights abuses, including torture, extortion, rape, and extrajudicial killings. Now, because SARS was initially designed as a covert force, officers did not wear uniforms. So the demonstrations that are happening right now in Nigeria under the hashtag NSARS, um, they began as peaceful protests, but became more increasingly violent by October 8th of this year after a video allegedly showing a SARS officer shooting a man in Delta State was widely shared on social media. On October 11th of this year, obviously, the president dissolved the unit, but this call to action wasn't enough as demonstrators called for more changes as well as reforms as to the way the country is run. So the protesters have five main demands. One, immediate release of all arrested protesters. Two, justice for those killed by police and compensation for their families. Three, an independent body to investigate and prosecute police misconduct within 10 days of a claim. Four, independent psychological evaluation of disbanded SARS officers before they can be redeployed. And five, increased salaries for police so they are adequately compensated for protecting lives and property. So these protests, as I said, which has been taking place um, Tuesday of this week, a rally of about a thousand people protesting against the police brutality took place and reports from eyewitnesses say members of the armed forces opened fire repeatedly and without warning. This resulted in an indefinite 24-hour curfew being enforced in the state of Lagos. It's also important to note that residents have just come off of a required COVID-19 lockdown, much like many other parts of the world. That was a lot of information. But with Mm. all of this being said, if we're going to draw a clear line and parallel, this echoes exactly what happened after the murder of George Floyd in America was captured and shared widely over social media causing Mm -hmm. easily one of the largest racialized revolutions in recent history. But what's interesting about this is, and I don't believe this was addressed in main media, certainly not in Canada, was Mm -hmm. that Africans on the continent were also responding to the Black Lives Matter movement here in North America as it was happening. Mm -hmm. So we are going to approach this topic and conversation from the perspective of two Black Africans living here in Canada, reacting to all of this news as it's happening. Um, for context, for people that are just hopping on the episode or speak on that now, Lena, you are from? Mozambique. And I am from Malawi. So we are two Africans living here in Canada. And with that, I guess we can kind of open up the floor and tackle this topic and conversation as best we can and with as much as we know. So with all that, Lena, where's your head at with all of this stuff? Uh, it's, it's a lot. It's very heavy. It's very, it's, it's very like, 
I hate to say I'm not surprised that because I didn't know what SARS was before all of this started, right? Absolutely. Um, and I am not surprised that something like that turned into what it turned into. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I didn't realize the extent that <clears throat> it had gotten to. Mm-hmm. Like you hear about, you hear about a lot of. Um, you know, like robberies, like armed robberies are just are a huge thing. Like I yes. know um, a Nigerian woman that I know has, she has been through, I think she said four armed robberies in her life where like they came in with like AK 47. Just, Jeez. yeah. And like, I'm like, Hey, maybe get counseling for that. Yeah. Um, a gun was pointed in your face. That, yeah. Um, more than, more than a couple more than times. A cu- and more than one, mind you. Yeah. So, yeah. That's a, uh, yeah. yeah. Just imagine what but that like, does. It's a thing that happens, and it's again. I understand. I'm not surprised that something like this would end up turning into what it is, because when you see stuff like that happen, and like again, like one of the points that was made is like they're the police are not really being compensated well, mm-hmm. and we all know <clears throat> that corruption. I shouldn't say we all know. A lot of Africans know that in a lot of African countries, there is corruption just running wild and free. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I've, <laughs> I've seen it. I've taken advantage mm-hmm. of it. I, <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. like, just let me... Don't worry about all those fantas in my suitcase. Right, right. Don't worry. Shh, <laughs> shh, here you go. <laughs> here you go. Thank you. <laughs> but, like, it's... I feel like seeing, especially when you see people being robbed or you see, like, as some as someone in the, like, SARS unit or whatever, mm-hmm. I feel like the corruption can get to you quick and easy because you're seeing these, like, robbers get away with shit right or you're seeing when you or when they don't get away even you're seeing the amount of shit that they could have got away with you're seeing people get paid because they've like kidnapped someone's child and they're getting ransom or whatever like you can see all those these ways that other people that are struggling are making money Mm. and when you are put in charge of like stopping that or Mm -hmm. you're put in charge of like you know enforcing like the laws against that but you're also suffering Mm -hmm. (laughs) like you know what I mean like I I to some point it's like I see how it got to this yeah that is not excusing it at all because the like when it comes to corruption that's one thing but some of the stories that I've heard are like just fucking like atrocious like yeah. that's it's way way beyond like what i would have imagined yeah absolutely so, absolutely yeah no i couldn't agree more and yeah it just seems that the way that the units the police forces or the sars forces i guess are created in the continent of africa it's specific to nigeria here it is interesting because a lot of situations that occur there, everything comes down to power. 
and yeah. um, a need to have power, a need to be in power. Um, the way that the democracy works there is beyond convoluted within its own right and mm-hmm. so difficult to uh, comprehend given whatever country you're talking about. But nonetheless, it's just, you can't help but feel for the residents. Like even when we were just saying about, <clears throat> pardon me, so the 24 hour curfew that's been put in place, it's, mm-hmm. see, that sounds easy to digest because we were all kind of put on quote unquote lockdown because yeah. of COVID-19. But what's really the distinction that needs to be noted here is our lockdown, was more or less voluntary like yeah that's true we weren't really getting arrested if we went outside like we were you know what I mean like or we weren't I mean we weren't gonna have guns in our faces if we went outside and Mm -hmm. you know it wasn't a war zone is what I'm trying to say this 24-hour curfew which by the way is indefinite is for the sake of the safety of so many people families and when you think of how like when we were in quote-unquote lockdown we could still go to the grocery store and get our food Mm-hmm. There are, you know, parents separated from children right now. There are yeah. people that don't have supplies to get, yeah. you know, they're nece- what's necessary. There are babies that can't get diapers. There, you know what I'm saying? It's like mm-hmm. it's just not as accessible. And I think that's a really important thing to note. That um, in a weird way, I'm only realizing this now, but we kind of romanticized lockdown on this side of the world. Yeah. And well, because like all of the delivery services. Yeah, yeah, there you like, go. <laughs> like all of them. And again, because it was like kind of voluntary, it's like you could go and apply to work as a delivery person mm-hmm. and still be out and mm-hmm. about and driving around. And, you know, like it wasn't a thing where we were not being, people like we to say that we weren't held against our will. Say, exactly. No we were pretty much like asked nicely. <laughs> <laughs> And we're like, yeah, this is, I feel mm. like yeah, this is impeding on my Yeah, human, oh, absolutely. Right? So whatever, and people complaining about that shit and be like, the government can't control, like, shut the fuck up. Totally. <laughs> shut the, do you see what's going on in the rest of the mm-hmm. world? Like, and you're complaining because yeah. the government was like, hey, can you please, and mind you, I'm speaking from a Canadian standpoint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like, y'all are pissed off because the government's like, hey, can you please um, stay home if you don't need to go out? And can you also, like, wear a mask if you do go out? Mm-hmm. And maybe, like, try to stay away, like, stay six feet away from each other. And people are literally fucking protesting against that yeah, shit. Yeah, I know. Because the government's like, can you please do this? Yeah, Thanks. it makes you think. It really just makes you think. Not about... that there's consequences for people that are not doing that. <laughs> They're just like, please do it. It really yeah. helped us a lot if you just did this. Thanks. Yeah. That part right there. I don't know. Like... With all this being said, the protests that are happening in Nigeria right now, as I said at the jump, there seems to not be a lot of information, especially in this corner of the world around what's happening. Mm -hmm. But when Black Lives Matter was happening, when, you know, with the killing of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor, it seemed like everybody, for the most part, knew about that. This is going to kind of stem into my question of when, when what was happening in North America when that happened in that uprising back in June, it was global. The whole world mm-hmm. got on board, um, yeah. including parts of Africa got on board yeah. with that. Now, it makes me question of what's happening in Nigeria, why that script isn't flipped and why that same attention isn't being brought to media on mm-hmm. that side. Like how come not enough people on our side 
of the world know about what's happening in Nigeria. Do you think you have an idea as to why that is? Um, uh, yeah, and I'm going to say, like, listen, people are going to want to come for me. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> do not do it. Um, I... It's an unpopular opinion, unpopular opinion, um, but I feel like in general, Africans just ride harder for non-continental African mm-hmm. black people than the other way around. Like, like Africans ride for <clears throat> for African Americans and for black Americans and for black Canadians, like they ride for us because they see themselves in us because we are the same. Mm -hmm. Um, The other way around is not that way. I know people like to talk about how Africans have this discrimination towards black Americans or black Canadians or whatever. Like, I know that I hear that all the time. I'm not even going to deny that. Mm. I'm not going to because I grew up in an African family and I, you know, like there's, you know, (laughs) the stereotypes, the stereotypes, the same stereotypes that white people have for like um, non-African black people is the same type of stereotypes that a lot of Africans start to hear about. Absolutely. um, Like, especially when we first come into this country or the side of the world, it's like we hear those things and then they will like I, I say we because I'm like yeah I do. yeah 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 and then yeah. I say but they will believe them because I'm like I don't believe that shit yeah <laughs> because like but it's it's a thing that goes around and I've heard I've heard so many things where I'm like I've had to check people that have like only been here for I don't know like ten or less years I've had to check people when they mention stereotypes about Black Americans <clears throat> and I'm like that's don't like. That's not like, why would you think that? Yeah. Like, explain to me why exactly you think that is true or explain to me what like what evidence do you have to back that up? Because then I have to give them like a little history lesson because, you know, and I but I also hear like, again, me as an African, I'm willing to have that conversation with other Africans. Mm. I don't think maybe that's not fair to say but i just feel like the the other way around is not happening nearly as much yeah not enough by any stretch of the imagination yeah. no i i feel like even media coverage so it's interesting even in setting up for this episode i was looking at a bunch of um podcasts that i would kind of listen to on the regular like um some were news ones some are just kind of pop culture ones my point to this though is Back in June, when Black Lives Matter was at the forefront, it would be so tone deaf not to dedicate that week's episode to Black Lives Matter, no matter what yeah. you, the brand of your podcast is. Yeah. Now, this week, it was, I had a hard time finding mm. podcasts that were other than news like BBC and, um, you know, The Daily and whatnot. There was, I had a really mm-hmm. difficult time finding ones that dedicated even a portion of their episodes based on the description to and SARS. I found that to be so bizarre, but I guess it's because that's what's on my timelines. 
right? Yeah. And maybe when you have that difference of timelines, you don't really see it. Or we were talking earlier on the phone, you don't take it seriously, maybe. Like, mm-hmm. who knows what it is or what the reason is. But this is a very real thing that should be plastered on our, on even on um, night news. Yeah, exactly. Like, the government is literally going out. Mm-hmm. And, like if we just shooting at unarmed people and like the, like they're, these criminals like they're shutting down Nigeria's biggest and wealthiest city how is that yeah. not being talked about like that's yeah huge. exactly exactly it's so interesting to me and it's just it's weird that like i haven't really i haven't really listened to a lot of like new podcasts mm-hmm. lately but i know like for me on my all of my social media timelines is like that's what I'm seeing. Mm-hmm, like I haven't been able totally. to get away from it. It's it's everywhere. And like I on like places where I follow people that I actually know, like I know a lot of Nigerians. So I'm seeing it everywhere. And then even just on Twitter, like I follow a lot of people that are Nigerian, yeah. either in Nigeria or in Canada or in America or wherever. And they're talking about it too. So I feel like to some extent it is like it is you can on this side of the world you can hear it buzzing in the black community yeah. i just don't think that it is personally anyways i know that some it has been talked about by some um non-continental Non-black. africans yeah, yeah. yeah but i don't really i feel like it's a lot of like people like us who are like african living in yeah you know, absolutely. For the most part, like the most part. I feel like the average Black American is not really, it's not really fully on their radar like that. Mm-hmm. Not like it is for us, anyways. So, follow up question to that then, or to kind of build off of your, to your point. So, when you look at the brutalization of Black bodies by the way of white people or white police, mm-hmm. um, it's easy to latch onto that fight and call out that injustice. But when these images that are being seen are black policemen doing that brutalization. Do you think that mm-hmm. changes how people approach it or look at it? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's probably one of the reasons why um, black Americans feel that it's like not really their fight or it's not something that they need to be making noise about because they're like, well, like, <clears throat> I don't know what to tell yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> you no, <know>? totally. <laughs> totally. And I feel like also there's like, I feel like sometimes, and this is, again, this may be very stereotypical of me to say, but this is just from my experience, what I've heard Mm. people talk about, what I've heard people say, what I've seen from the internet and whatever. Like that's, I'm getting information from my own experience. I feel like a lot of times, sometimes anyways, Black Americans will romanticize Africa where they're like, oh, you like Africans get to live in a place where it's like, you know, just a bunch of Negroes running around frolicking (laughs) and just happy and getting along. And it's like, it's not quite like that. Mm -hmm. Every, like there are places like that. It's not like that everywhere though. And then on top of that, I find that I notice a lot of times when, um, as someone who identifies as African, if we're talking about like, like uh, chattel slavery in America and stuff like that. It's like American, black Americans will sometimes give off the impression that like they are the only ones that suffered that. Mm. And that's something that always like really, uh, uh, most of the time I just keep my mouth shut because I'm like, I don't want to 
like I know that me <laughs> speaking my mind is going to make you feel disrespected. Right. And I don't want to disrespect you when you're speaking on something like this. But at the same time, I'm like, you are disrespecting me by assuming that my history is all sunshine and rainbows. Right. When we literally, like, the thing is, it's like, yeah, slavery is a thing. Mm. And then you want to look at also colonization. Yes. Because these white people went to Africa and removed you from your homeland. Mm -hmm. And then some of them came to Africa and like just enslaved us on our own land. Some of us took, some of them took over our countries, our own countries Mm. where we live, where we grew up, where we, our ancestors have been for generations and generations and generations from the beginning of time. Mm. And they came and they sat on it like it was theirs and they enslaved us and they killed us and they brutalized us on our own land. Mm -hmm. So like that is also a form of like historical trauma for us. And I feel like a lot of black Americans kind of ignore that because they see, they see like some of them will act as if they see continental Africans as the ones that got away. Yeah. And it's not necessarily like that because yeah, we might've got away from like, you know, the slave traders that were coming to this side of the world, but there was a bunch more sitting there. Like Mozambique was colonized by Portugal for 500 years, like literally 500 years. Not a short time. And mind you, mind you, the country now is only like what? 40, Mm -hmm. I think maybe 30, 30. I I don't know. I think 40, 40, 35, something like that. (laughs) Very young country. Okay. And for 500 years, we were under Portuguese rule. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't like a thing where they were like, oh, yeah, y'all are just Portuguese now. And we're all going to sit down and chill and like have a good time together Mm -hmm. and mesh our cultures and all that. It was not like that. We had to go through war to get out of that. We had to fight to get out of that. Like, that is the reason that my parents left the country. So that's the reason why, like, there's so much instability because these countries are like... African countries are, most of them are so young. Like they're oh, still. Oh, totally. <laughs> like you look at Canada and America and they're like, what? I don't know, like a hundred something years old. And it's like, again, Mozambique is like <laughs> not much older than I am. Like, like when you put it that way, it does make you think, right? Like mm-hmm. it, yeah, I don't know. That's, that's, that's wild. Like, yeah. Malawi and is like, only, <sighs> I think 50. I, I feel like I'm getting this wrong, but it's, it's over 50, I, I want to say. But mm-hmm. still, nonetheless, it's like, it's wild. But I want to go back to a point you were making about the romanticizing of Africa. Because mm-hmm. as you were talking, I was really thinking about where that notion kind of comes from. Like that, you know, romanticizing of, of, of the people of Africa, um, even given mm-hmm. the terror that takes place in so many parts of Africa. I feel like that is linked to um, resilience. Mm-hmm. And I feel like as people look at African people or, um, as, or African countries as resilient because they can make do with so little, like there's yeah. something, and I think that's just, or, or, or and I'm going to take this a step further, that white saviorism, where people come to the mm. country to save um, yeah. and, and, and kind of save the day and look, you know, look at all these 
kids that and look at this school I'm building and look at like I, and I'm I'm not yeah. out here saying that it's a bad thing. I'm not. I'm just saying I think that's where that mindset kind of comes into play. Is... I am. I'm saying it's a bad thing <laughs> because that white savior. No, if that's a bad thing from... for sure. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying like the, yeah, 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 yeah. Not. Like the okay, more resources, yeah, the better yeah. for sure. But no, no, no. I, for yeah, sure. <laughs> Um, but I think that's what that's that's where that's linked is just um, that resilience piece because you, I don't know. Sometimes you can see like videos or or just of of like you know kids you know making music by the beat of their own drum and it looks like this joyful mm-hmm. beautiful thing. And don't get me twisted, it's beautiful, absolutely. But when you view that image through that lens. It's like what I was saying earlier. Oh, they can make do with so little, and look how happy, like, yeah. look how quote unquote happy they are. Yeah, still need the same amount of resources that anybody else would need. To, yeah, to <laughs> still, you know, human, yeah, still need beings. clean water. You guys, like, they still need mm-hmm. you know means and and an infrastructure that's actually going to to work and sustain life. But just because yeah. certain people or groups of people can can make do with less doesn't mean they should have to and resilience exactly. is such a tricky thing to me when people start to view resilience as um as a formidable formidable trait that's as dangerous mm-hmm. territory to me people should not have to be resilient i think yeah yeah that's people should be given not in that, not way, in that way and not that much yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not to no, that extent not at all not at all and then so even back to that question about how the images of how, you know, white police are killing black bodies or brutalizing black bodies. And then the way that black police are you know, brutalizing black bodies in Africa specifically, I feel like in North America, it's obvious to say that the brutality is linked to race. Like it's that's just that's yeah. what's happening. But in Africa, as I was saying earlier, it's abuse of power. But those yeah. two things, when you stop and think about it, they're not too far removed from one another. The only reason race is, exists the way that it does is because of that's power, it. because of the that's imbalance it. of power. Like that is the only. That's reason. just it. <laughs> if you take that away, you take the racism Absolutely. away. Because <laughs> one is fighting police brutality, the other is fighting like okay, so like Nigeria right now is is fighting that sorry that police brutality, and in North America, it's fighting racism and systemic racism within that police force. So they're exactly. all the same and yeah. they're linked. So you can't really look yeah. at one and not not look at the other and think that it's apples mm-hmm. and oranges. Like it really is the same conversation that should be being had. And yeah, people could argue like every country is kind of battling their own internal battles with injustices. Like for I sure, but yeah, and which is a thousand percent true. But there's still like these aren't too far removed from one another, and I think that's important mm-hmm. to note. And that's the thing, like, we, every country is going through its own thing mm-hmm. 99.9% of the mm-hmm. time. That being said, it's like the, especially when you look at the countries that have more resources. Mm-hmm. And when I say resources, I don't mean like natural resources, because then Africa would be just doing Absolutely. fantastic. <laughs> um, Absolutely. But, <laughs> but like, have more access to different resources Mm. um like imported shit and all of that when it comes to the countries that have a lot of that it's like important to look at where we are putting our attention Mm -hmm. because yeah all the countries are going through their own thing 
but the countries that have a little bit more stability in one way or another sometimes will not really like <laughs> give a shit yeah. about the countries that don't Absolutely. like when again and that's why like we've all become desensitized to like certain images of like starving children yeah. and stuff like that because we're like it puts us in a position where we're like okay that is it puts us in a position of sympathy where we are like I'm not dealing with that directly and I'm most likely not going to deal with that anytime soon mm -hmm. and I've never been that close to dealing with mm -hmm. that in the recent <clears throat> past and like so in the end it's like that's sad but like what am I going to yeah. do about it yeah. you know but then again it gives us I feel like things like that kind of give us this sense of like helplessness yes. and things like <laughs> it gives us a sense of helplessness but then for whatever reason when continental Africans are watching all the protests happen in America and in Canada against police brutality they don't feel helpless enough to just sit and be like hmm, that's, that's sad yeah because again it's a thing where it's like I feel like it's they're more empathetic towards yeah like black Americans and black Canadians because they're like again it's like we could be you yes. like we're literally just I feel like in North America the black people in North America have there's like a little bit more separation they see a bigger separation between them and continental Africans than continental Africans see um, between them and um, black North mm -hmm. Americans. Does that yeah. make sense? Oh, I don't know absolutely. if that makes sense. And there's something to be said too as well about that piece of you're, you're not too far separated as well because it, it's interesting you brought up colonialism and when you think of what's happening right now in Nigeria with like with that the SARS, it's like, okay, that is a corrupt police system. Um, yeah. And we are having that conversation now here in North America. But all of these law enforcement, Canada, America, Africa, any country in Africa, all of these law institutions in Africa as well were also built on these foundations that started during colonialism. Mm -hmm. So when yeah. we talk about not just defunding the police, but when we talk about you know, dismantling that the system or the body that it 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 goes across all the entire spectrum, all mm -hmm. places. Because until all black people are liberated, no black person will truly be liberated, and that goes for exactly. all of us. Like yeah. all of us people that are in Africa, from Africa, you know, are from Africa but not living in Africa, whatever it may be, it mm -hmm. is. You know, it is. That's what that's what this is about. Yeah, exactly. So, mm. And like all of the <laughs> all of the people that are like here being like, uh, oh, this place is such shit. Uh, so much winter, so much white people. <laughs> like w you want to <laughs> like run away to Africa. <laughs> and now look what's happening. Mm -hmm. Like we the whole the whole system is rotten and it needs to be fixed. Mm -hmm. Like Absolutely. it's all again like it's built on like if you again, I don't know too much about I pretty much know nothing about the history of um, Nigeria and like colonialism mm -hmm. what I do know is based on um, one of the interludes in a Burna Boy album <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> and like just you know 
things from like Nigerian movies mm-hmm. and like small talk that I've heard my dad talk about or mm-hmm. whatever. But like this, the whole system is built on the corruption that came from colonialism. Yeah. Because again, people that are desperate will do desperate yeah. things. People that are living in scarcity mode will do desperate things. And you don't just come out of scarcity be- scarcity mode because you have now. And I'm saying this kind of as an indirect example of what may or may not have been going on with like the governments mm-hmm. in a lot of African countries mm-hmm. where it's like the people that have, it's like power is the scarce resource that they're trying to hold on to always and with power or with with money comes power Mm -hmm. so then they make all of these corrupt deals with other countries Mm -hmm. because it will put more money in their pockets but not more money in the country and and it's always at the expense of their people exactly Mm -hmm. exactly like i remember hearing about the mozambican government doing uh making a deal with china or something where they're like, yeah, the Chinese are going to come and like, they're, we're going to give them this amount of land and they're going to like dig for aluminum or whatever and like take it back to China and make shit. And they're going to pay us a little. And I'm like, or (laughs) how about you knowing that you as a country have aluminum, Mm. why not try to collect the resources for you to be able to extract that (laughs) aluminum on your own and maybe then hire actual Mozambicans (laughs) to do the work of extracting that aluminum so that Mozambique as the country can export the aluminum. Why do we have to call somebody else in to do that shit? We have so many people in the country. Like, there's so many people. And you want to call outside, like, what is that? Yeah. What, like, that's not, that doesn't help the country as a just whole. In the, that helps uh-huh. a small section of uh-huh. it or a small, like, group of people or maybe just even the government. Just the government. And it's, it's the same issues that are happening on this side of the world, right? Like, it's the rich need to get richer. That's exactly. all it comes down to. Exactly. It's, it's, it's the same. Capitalism, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah. Like, yeah. it always comes down to that. It's that 1%, that damn 1%, you know? Mm. And again, it's like, the rest of us are looking at the situation like, this is not sustainable. No! Like, you continuing to do this, you continuing to, like, suck the land dry, you continuing to suck the people dry, this is not sustainable Mm-mm. at all. Mm-mm. Like, it's not. No. It's like the 1% are going to be left with no one to do all their work. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> if it continues like this, it will just be like all like 50 of yeah. them just sitting looking at each other like, okay, so who's going to cook breakfast? Like, can we order in? No, you cannot board. order in because there's nobody to mm-hmm. order from. There you go. <laughs> like, there you go. Yeah, this cannot be by any stretch of the imagination um, a long-term goal. Okay, I do have a question and I just in thinking about this conversation and I don't know if you'll be able to answer it or if you, if you even have opinions on it, but I'm still going to ask is Probably. what, <laughs> 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 what are your thoughts on the criticism that Beyonce has been receiving for not posting about it earlier because basically i don't know if you've heard about this but beyonce has been getting she's been getting annihilated on the internet over the last week or so so 
I'll kind of set this up as best as I can, but like as like as this we are recording right now, she has posted something on her Instagram. I was gonna say, I'm like, I thought I saw something. Yeah, yeah. So um, but before that, a lot of people were kind of condemning her for using African culture in Black as King, um, for mm. and like and, and heritage for her art and kind of commercializing from it, but but when things got really rough in Nigeria, one of the countries that she really highlighted, she's not publicly saying mm-hmm. anything um, during a time when it's just not so glamorized. So I guess because like now there's so many like public figures and celebrities that have said Rihanna has said something. Um, mm-hmm. Idris Elba, like just ton- I was just on Instagram before recording and like, you know, Jennifer Hudson put something, Kelly Rowland, like it just tons and tons of celebrities yeah. are talking about it. But it seems like it took Beyonce just a wee bit too long in the eye of a consumer what do you mm-hmm. like what do you, what is your take on that um i understand the frustration mm-hmm. behind that i get it um yeah she may have taken too mm-hmm. long um that being said are we talking about like the difference between like rihanna posting this morning and then beyonce posting like this evening like what do you want to honestly know what i think the the a huge difference is is Mm -hmm. like you know we're both beyonce fans we know like beyonce does a lot behind the scenes i was gonna say that like you know yeah good and well as just the 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 artist she is the person she is the humanitarian Mm -hmm. she is that just because we didn't see it on the like our front lines or our timelines doesn't mean mm-hmm. she wasn't working like not all activism is online that's what i'm trying to say that part i was yeah that was kind yeah. of what i was going to end with where it's like we love to do this thing where we're like hey celebrities use your platform mm-hmm. to do this and that and whatever but then at the same time it's like they you want them to use their platform to like you know, build awareness or whatever. Mm-hmm. Awareness doesn't do shit if everybody's just like, wow, that's a thing that's happening. That, that part. Awareness is a point. The point of awareness is to reach the right people that can take action. Exactly. The thing about Beyonce is that she is fucking rich. And powerful and the has bitch status. is rich. Mm-hmm. She got money. money okay. Money. She... Beyonce doesn't have to go and raise awareness mm-hmm. because Beyonce is one of the people that when she becomes aware of things, she does have the money and the resources to actually put into a resolution to the mm-hmm. problem or put into some type of help to the problem. So it doesn't like her posting about it is, yeah, it can raise awareness and maybe she might reach like she does have like a huge reach. That part about it is relevant, but at the same time, I feel like we also can't, I feel like our society is kind of like simultaneously like, why don't you, why aren't you talking about this? This celebrity should be talking about this. You should mm-hmm. mention this. You didn't post about this. And at the same time, we're like, stop talking to celebrities about things that are important. Yeah. Yes. Like celebrities, just shut the fuck up. Like, what do you what want? What do you want? Because, okay, do you, like, what is the do truth? you want what do you your want? celebrities to be, um, to, to be public figures and to be um, advocates for, you know, justice and change and et cetera? Or do you want them to sing and dance? What do you, and it's true, simultaneously people are expecting the same things, but they get mad when they say anything, but then they get mad when they don't. And And it's like, if she were to be like, oh, we're going to raise money for this, they'd be like, why are you asking our broke asses for money? Exactly, exactly. There's so many, like, double, triple, quadruple standards there that I can't really, like, especially knowing Beyonce as I do. um, Yeah. (laughs) 
like knowing Beyonce as I do, I feel like she is she again. She moves in silence. She moves in okay? silence. She is when a G. Do we know in anything she about her? She's a she and lasagna in silence. <laughs> <laughs> She literally, like, she's just, she will just come out and be like, this is a thing that I did. This is a thing I've been working on Mm -hmm. for the last 22 Mm -hmm. years. Like, look, guys, hey, I have twins. Here's some babies. Like, she literally does not announce her shit Mm -hmm. like that. So for someone like Beyonce who doesn't announce her shit, I'm not, like, I literally was not even thinking about her. Like, I've been seeing this go around for time. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of one of those things where even when I saw that Rihanna post, I was like, oh, that's nice. And that was kind of like the end of it. That's it, because I don't expect them. Yeah. Okay. To your point earlier about how these celebrities are kind of deemed as, you know, these public figures and whatnot... But they're not they they they're not voted in by you know um, mm-hmm. a democracy that gives them power to to make mm-hmm. any real systemic change. What they do have absolutely is an, an audience to raise awareness. I get that, but I do agree mm-hmm. with you when you were saying what Beyonce does is she actually makes moves behind the scenes, getting in touch with the right people, getting in touch with the right like she be, she has so much influence that. Mm-hmm. that energy that that the public is wasting on condemning her which should be energy going towards let's be real like b- bailout funds and <sighs> you know and, and, and really yeah. going to educating ourselves and going to like all of them things as opposed to people do it because it makes like it, it makes, makes them feel, feel like they're feel doing exactly, something exactly exactly and it's like you're not you're though. not like, <laughs> do you understand that, that you're part, not that part where you, you can't just condemn somebody for not working in a way that you see fit or whatever but as i said like not all activism mm-hmm. is online and you know, it's it just doesn't work that way. Like, there's nothing that tells exactly. me that, that I know about Beyonce as well that she isn't like she isn't making radical changes where she can for the mm-hmm. betterment of Black people everywhere. So people that are saying like, oh, well, she used you know Africa as a prop in Black is King. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So we're not saying that like <laughs> she, so like so. She again, an African American woman. She didn't use mm. it as a prop. She brought this country to the forefront for people that didn't know anything about it. Mm. And you know what else she did? Paid Africans. There you go. African artists to help her do African this. African musicians, Paid African dancers, African, ar- African creatives, many, African directors, Afri- African makeup, African makeup artists, artists, African clothing designers, um, seamstresses. Yep. Go ahead. She, like. All of that, there's, she paid so many, like. And what does that do? That feeds (laughs) into an economy. Exactly. You know, let's go back to something else she did. Something else she did too. Wow, we're we're going off. But when she she released Black as King, so in the original version of The Lion King, like the cartoon version, um, Mm -hmm. The Lion Sleeps Tonight the original composer of that song was not credited. Mm. So there's no royalties to be made from the original composer of that song. That really just went Mm -hmm. to like, you know, the music people, like the score people of the original movie. When she found that out, in order to correct that, well, correct history, the only song she used in Black is King, other than her uh, her own, was um, The Lion Sleeps Tonight. And she credited the family of the man who was not credited in the in the initial. So what, mm. what she did was yes, correct history, but number two, she created uh, like a, a, a way for this family to now have 
more or less a fixed income for as long as people are streaming this movie. Yeah. That which is, is going to be some that time. That is creating an economy. Yeah. Like, are you kidding? Like, that is... Yeah. She could have done nothing. But those are the silent mm-hmm. moves she makes for the betterment and for the progression of Black people across the diaspora. For real. Yeah. Like, that is what she does. And that, like... <laughs> And I just have to mention, again, since while we're on the topic mm. of Beyonce, um, also, many people don't know, but um, if you follow me on Instagram, you should know, because I wrote a whole poem about it. <laughs> Not about it, but I wrote a poem that mentions it, and it's on my page, and if you didn't watch it, you should go watch it, because it's good. Um, but um, who run the world mm-hmm. or whatever? That's yeah, all. yeah, yeah. The dancers in that, she saw these uh, Mozambican Mm. dancers on YouTube and she was like, I like it. Go Mm -hmm. find them. And she, (laughs) there's a video of it that's so cute because she's like, hi, I'm Beyonce. And they're like, huh? And she's like, Beyonce. And they're like, oh, Beyonce. Okay. I'm like this person and his name is this. (laughs) Like, it wasn't like a thing where they're like, oh my God, yeah. They're totally. Like, I'm here to do oh, a God, job. The yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'm so sorry. I'm so bad with names. Uh, but, <laughs> but like, like, she literally saw these people. She's like, I like that. Yeah. She went to go. And most of the time, most of the time, people will see things on the internet that they mm-hmm. like. If they want to go and find out where that is from and they hear it's from some country they've never heard of, they're going to be like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what I'm going to do is watch this video enough times that I literally That stuff. part right there. Beyonce yep. did not yep. do that. Beyonce was like, where's Mozambique? Mm-hmm. Oh, over mm-hmm. there? Okay, so what we're going to do is go there, find these people, find mm-hmm. them, please. Thank you. Thank you. Bring mm-hmm. them to me. I want this song mm-hmm. to be, I want the dance of this song to be choreographed by them. I want them to teach me the choreography. I want them yeah. to teach me how to do <clears throat> these dances so it is authentic. Yeah. And you know who got paid for that? These most people boys that put their video on Come YouTube. On. Okay. Like, so again, getting paid for that, getting credited for that, getting money every time somebody watches mm-hmm. that video. So, like, again, we you just because somebody is not doing something by your yes. standards of activism yes. does not mean that they are not yes. doing the activism. Because again, the amount of time and energy that goes into being like this celebrity and that celebrity didn't say this about this yes. or that. Did you? That part. Did you? And what did you do? Because. Did you do mm -hmm. anything besides mention it one time or share one post? Like, what did you do? And this is, you know, we'll kind of, I'll I'll kind of end on this point. For me, I I, I really feel like this is a callback to remembering the different ways in which activism works and there are different mm-hmm. roles that are in place you have your organizers you have your healers you have your frontline people you have your activists you have so many mm-hmm. people that it requires to make these tangible changes happen you can't expect everybody to be doing one job because that's not how the wheel turns that it just can't really work that way Did I lose you? Did I lose you? Hello? Hello? I'm back. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, you're back. <laughs> uh, you did. You did. I thought I while. lost you. I was like, I was like oh, no. <laughs> is happening? <laughs> Ooh, that was... Yes. I'm not even yeah, going to bother editing whatever. that out. That's just staying in. <laughs> but to my point of just like, 
yeah, like it's just there's a lot of so many different roles that that um that have to come into play when it comes to activism and and you can't move the wheel. It cannot be a well-oiled machine if all of these different roles aren't being right. taken care of. And that's mm-hmm. my that's my my thing on that. Before we break, is there anything you um, kind of want to yes. um, leave on? So, uh, again, this is something, this is a topic that I'm still learning about and I'm still looking into and I'm still doing my research. But a friend of mine mm-hmm. who is Nigerian um, here, living here, uh, mentioned a mm-hmm. page, an Instagram page to me that is doing a lot to raise funds um, that have been mostly used for, like, Uh, bailing out protesters. Um, They're spreading a lot of information. Um, Yeah, so they're just, there's a lot, there's a lot of information there. If you want to find out how you can help and you want to find out what you can do, you want to find out more about the situation, it is an Instagram page at feminist.co. Um, so that stands for Feminist Coalition. And yeah, they have places where you can <clears throat> donate and you can share some of their posts to spread awareness if that's all you can do. Yeah. Then go do that. If that's all but you if can you do, can do hey, more, like, please do more. Go ahead. Yes, but absolutely. I'll yes, yeah, so we'll link those to the show notes for sure and um yeah, that's super important. And I, I just, it's right, what's happening right now too. It's, you know, obviously your Nigerian brothers and sisters, we are with you. We are out with you. Can't imagine the emotional labor that is on so many young Nigerian people yeah. right now to kind of explain to so many people like what is happening because we remember this back in mm. <laughs> June when it was like yeah. black people yeah. are existent. What? Like, <laughs> You guys experience racism, but I think right now, like what's mm-hmm. happening, they're they're feeling a lot of weight, and anything that we can do to yeah. alleviate that, we're gonna do. So, yeah, that part right there. So, well, why don't we take a break and we will come back with our pop culture segment, Nigeria mm. and SARS. Engine we SARS. stand with you. We don't stand with SARS. Fuck SARS. <laughs> In- no, yeah. no, no, and oh. and and <laughs> not and oh. and. <laughs> Wow, I was like, wait a minute. I cannot co sign ending on that. I cannot co sign ending on that. Yeah, there you go. E and D. E and D. We stand with you. Hashtag E and D SARS. Yes. Let's take a break and we'll be right back. And we are back. And queer and black. Oh, oh we're, she's singing now. Take it to church. Mm. Take it to church. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and it is time for pop culture. Period. Yeah. So if you don't know by now, or if we have any new listeners, let me set up the um, scenario for y'all. So we're going to set up some stories. Um, We're going to talk about them, dissect them, discuss them, debate them, whatever comes up. We have five minutes on the clock to do all the said things, to said stories. And after the five minutes is up, the five minutes is up. And end of story, pretty simple. Pretty simple. 
Hello. Hello. Okay. <laughs> These mics, I tell you, I'm like, oh my I, could hear, I could hear it going silent. And I'm like, no, let me just wait. Let me wait. <laughs> like, let me wait. Up. I was like, the... wait, I can't, hear, I can't hear anything. What's going on? <laughs> I, hear, I hear you now. Okay, good. Um, but um, are we good to go? You feel I'm good? ready. Okay. Have you heard about what's happening with the University of Ottawa? No. Okay. Well, this is going to kind of echo the sentiment to some level of uh, your speak on that from last week. So. <clears throat> oh, right. Okay. <laughs> so, um, the University of Ottawa is coming under fire after students of the university are condemning a letter signed by 34 professors defending a colleague of theirs who was suspended for using the N-word in class during a lecture. So, according to CBC, Professor Vershuka Lieutenant Duval, I want you to guess what race she is, just before I go any further. Is she white? You nailed it. So she was suspended after a student complained that she said the N-word during a class as an example of a word that a community has reclaimed. In response to the suspension, 34 professors pardon me, across multiple departments signed a letter of support for her saying that the use of the word can offer educational value oh and that a class and in a classroom, sorry, especially at the university level, this is a place for debate. So the question is, what do we think of all this? And our time starts now. Fuck that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's just like basically it because you can say you can say you can say the actual words Mm -hmm. the n-word everybody knows what the fuck that is everybody knows everybody knows you're teaching university students they're not fucking stupid (laughs) like what the hell no educational purposes kiss my ass no it it was definitely it was it was protected by the guise of that like oh these are university students and this is a place where you know objective thinking and debates and this and that and it's like you didn't have to okay here's the mm, this is what's so frustrating is i don't know where you've been the last honestly eight months but Mm. okay read the room yeah read the room because this is not the time or the place or the space to kind Mm. of take that risk to begin with okay and then again what you were saying like everybody knows what you meant like this is not your word to say this is not your word to to even even if your argument is it's being you know reclaimed i don't care it's not your word like (laughs) stop it the fact that that is your argument Mm -hmm. even you're like it's being reclaimed so now us white people cannot say niggers Mm -hmm. we cannot say it because the niggers took their word back Mm -hmm. now they've taken it back it's theirs now. We can't say nigger. Mm-hmm. Like, bitch, what are you talking about? Shut the like. What's yeah, wrong with you? It makes no sense, right? And it's 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 especially as I was saying, like when you kind of like mask it with that. Oh, it's university level students who need to engage in that sort of a discourse. I'm like, that's still not fair to somebody. Like you don't you like that word is rooted in so much. There's so much weight behind it. She knows that. And she knows that. And she so knows for that the... as a university professor, she Absolutely. knows that. And for the black student listening to that, that's not fair to them. Exactly. To be triggered in that moment by that word. Yeah. That's not fair, at a, let alone for a professor. And then it's also frustrating when you think about these 34 um, 
colleagues that kind of co-signed on you know the or not, they didn't co-sign on the suspension they co-signed on her not they sh- she shouldn't be suspended yeah and the, which the is issue with, which is ridiculous and the issue with that is it perpetuates the idea that this is why people don't come forward is because people mm-hmm. in power won't protect them yeah exactly like, this shouldn't be a student body's job to rally against this sort of behavior this mm-hmm. is this is this shouldn't like I, I'm, I'm giving you, listen, tuition ain't cheap out here, okay? I am mm-hmm. giving you yeah. however much <laughs> money. Literally, like, <laughs> the least you four can do. million That's and what my I'm firstborn saying. child. The least you can you do. you want to sit here and disrespect <laughs> me this way? Like, are you fucking kidding me? I did not sign up for this. I did Ugh. not sign up for that. So can you I imagine? It's yeah. I. It's just oh. It's and it's again. Where have you been? It, like last... this is not new. It wasn't just like just this year that really no. Uh, white people. We decided that we don't want you guys saying that word anymore. If that's cool with yeah. you, don't say it anymore. This has been a thing for time, and yes. this bitch knows that. And again, again, much like I said with the the teachers here in Calgary at these the the Catholic school district here it's again just them asserting their power mm-hmm, absolutely because they're like yeah i might not be able to say it out in these streets but here in my classroom mm-hmm. in my lecture hall when i'm the one in charge i can do what the fuck i want and mm-hmm. there's no consequence for it that's that's honestly what it comes down and to. And the other professors were like, "Yeah, bitch, talk that shit." Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Just... But you know what's <sighs> wild about that too, though, is if this would have been five months ago or so, this is what's so interesting about culture and the way that it kind of moves. I guess like five months ago, mm. if this would have been a headline, like there's no way thirty-four teachers would have co-signed on this. Yeah. Do you that's know what I'm saying? So it's like so that's what yeah. kind of makes me sad about where kind of what it's like we're so quick to forget right mm-hmm. so it's like was that entire black lives matter thing a trend for y'all like because yeah, we should still be having that conversation because five months ago when like this was on the tip of everybody's tongue you she would have just you know not been suspended she would have been fired because it would have been a yeah. pr nightmare yeah a exactly PR nightmare but now mm-hmm. that things have cooled down and things are just a little bit more chill and oh black people aren't being brutalized anymore you can say what it's just like what Let's keep that same energy. How are we not mm-hmm. keeping that same energy from five months ago? Like, this is so, it's so discouraging to me just to know that it, these things are seen as trends and then, you know, the next thing is just going to come up and swoop it under the mm. rug. So it's just, <laughs> it's just so sorry. I was like, kind of turned off. It's so frustrating. <laughs> so stupid but it really is yeah i'm really sick of it it's yeah. just just don't yeah. say the word just don't say it you, you again, how hard is we that? know what you meant do you know how many words i don't say <laughs> like the fuck? <laughs> i don't know why that's so hard oh yeah i don't know this next one though is um a bit of um, an advice column one because uh, same as last week there wasn't much going on in the news so i was like ah let's do this so mm-hmm. An online discussion was adapted for the Washington Post, which questioned, can it be the right person at the wrong time? By the way, this is a hard turn, Ooh. a hard turn here from what we were just talking about. So, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know this. <laughs> uh, various people wrote into advice column 
recounting stories of meeting someone incredibly special to them and having incredibly strong feelings for them, but outlying factors such as current partnerships, geography, workload, and even race relations as being reasons for them not being able to be together and being that it was just the quote, wrong time. So the question is, can you meet the right person but have it be the wrong time? And our time starts now. May I? You may. No. If it's the the wrong time, then it's not the right person. Oh, That's just your idea of the right person at that time. That's what you think the right person is. But if that was actually the right person, then it would be the right time Mm -hmm. as well. Whatever's stopping you from being ready to, like, be in that situation or whatever's stopping them from being able to be in that situation is Mm -hmm. something that you've both made decisions up Mm -hmm. until now to get to mm-hmm. therefore the decisions you have made have led you to this place which means that it is not the right time and it is not the right person mm-hmm. what you're looking for what it is is the right idea of person mm. and you'll find that idea in the right person when it is time mm. oh yeah. i like that i'm into that yeah that's i'm into that's, that like that's my it's, stance it's 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 funny because my initial reaction to this was just like oh yeah like that's I think that's possible, but only because we're sold that. Like, we're just sold that. Like, we wouldn't Mm -hmm. have romantic movies if there was no such thing as the right person at the wrong time. What is every romantic movie based on? Is is that, right? (laughs) That exact The storyline is that. But, like, in real life, and now that, uh, to your point, it's just, like, it really can be the wrong... I mean, it, it, it can be the right person, and if it's not the right time, then that's really not the right person, and vice versa. Like, those two... I, I think, yeah, those two don't have to coexist, I guess. And mm-hmm. maybe there's so much conversation around those two things having to coexist. And both things can be true. It can be the right person and it can be the right time. And it still might not work. That, that, right? that's <laughs> <true>. <laughs> both can be very that true. true. <laughs> but, but it's like when you think about like that concept, though, of, of right, um, quote, right time. Mm. Is there a right time for anything, though? See, I feel like to some extent... Yes, because I think, okay, because the way I see it, like when you put the statement in reverse, where it's mm-hmm. like, um, right person, wait, what was the statement that um, you said? Right person, right time. Right person, wrong time. Right person, wrong time. Oh, sorry, sorry, you're right, sorry, right person, wrong time. Yeah, 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 sorry. Okay, yeah. so when you put it in a sense of like, this is the wrong person, mm-hmm. but the right time. Oof, that's a, mm. That is, I feel like that is a thing that gets people in trouble because people will be like, I'm ready to settle down. I'm ready to settle down. I'm ready to settle down and then settle down with the next person that walks through life because they're ready Uh to settle down. But at the same time, if you're actually ready to settle down, why would you, why would you settle for less? That is such a good point. Like, settle up, yeah. honestly. Yeah, that's such a good point. <laughs> like, it's not... That, that is a very real thing that happens as well. Yeah. And, and again, like, it's not even to say that there are outlying factors that, you know, come up in life that can prevent two people from whatever being together. Like, it could be like, oh, I just, you know, I met this person and let's put a hypothetical. You meet this person and you get a job offer in another city or another province or another state, whatever. Hmm. You can still make that work. It's just if you're willing to. That's and that, all it that's comes the down thing. To. Like it's really your decisions kind of bring you to where 
you are, like your decisions combined with the decisions of the people around you bring you to where you are. And if where you are is not in the place that is like, you know, the right place, Mm -hmm. then what makes you think that anything about that is right? Yeah. Like if that's, you know what I mean? (laughs) That is so true. How are you going to think like, oh, like this is the right person, but I'm just not ready. Why aren't you ready? If it was the right person, you would be ready for them. And it's such a bogus excuse too. Like, oh, right person, wrong time. It's just like, it's just this, it's on the same level as like, oh, it's not me, it's you. Or, or like, (laughs) (laughs) it's not you it's me also valid (laughs) (laughs) sometimes it really do be there it really do but and it's but okay so you're offered this incredible opportunity like this incredible opportunity where you'll be making you know leaps amounts of money that you've been desiring or or manifesting for so long are you going to be like, oh, it's just the wrong time? I- exactly. <laughs> exactly. No. Opportunity comes when you're ready for it. Like, percent. And that's the thing is that I remember for a long time, I remember telling my mom that I, not even just my mom, for everyone pretty much. I was like, I don't want to be, even still right now, honestly, I'm not, I, I'm not looking for a relationship. Mm. I don't really want to be in a relationship mm-hmm. right now. Like, I don't think I have the time. If I was in a relationship, it'd have to be with, ah. <laughs> But I yeah. have a time limit. <laughs> Anyways, finish I'm going to finish though. Yeah. Because like people would always be like, oh, but like, what if like if you're not looking for a relationship or if you're not open to a relationship, what if the perfect guy shows up? And I'm like, first of all, perfect guy. <laughs> bitch. Um, <laughs> but besides the point, it's like, what if the perfect person shows up at this time that you're that you have like vowed that you're not going to be in a relationship for a year mm-hmm. and I'm like well I don't think the Lord would play me like that Mm-mm. because I had this conversation not just by myself I also said it to the world Come I said on. It to the universe I said it to the Lord Come on. I prayed about it I was yes. like I'm not going to be in a relationship for at least this long mm-hmm. and you know what the Lord didn't do send me a bunch of like eligible bachelors mm-hmm. okay that's what the Lord didn't mm-hmm. do because the Lord was like you know what yeah, and even if there were quote unquote eligible bachelors in the vicinity, I they were not on my radar because again, it was not the right time. Yeah. There you go. If the right person shows up, I believe that you as a person will then make it the right time. I completely agree with that. Completely agree with that. And that's you not will to make say it that, like, work. Exactly. And that's not to say that like you can meet the right person and then it's the wrong time. I feel like if you're meant to be with that person, then Mm. they will fall back into that into the right time, you know? I can But like if that's not now, then that's Mm -hmm. not now and move on because you don't know for sure that that's even them. Yeah, absolutely. Carry on with your life. There's eight billion people in the world. Like most of them are shit, but (laughs) Even with most, when you're talking about 8 billion, even with most, you still have pretty good odds. <laughs> this is so true. The, the odds are good. Yeah. So funny. I love it. No, I completely agree. And um, to, to end, there's, um, you know how Sierra jumped from, you know, basically <laughs> like a lot of just terrible, re- Sierra the singer, terrible relationships um, and for and then she found Russell Wilson, who was just like mm-hmm. you know this 
amazing football player, amazing dad, amazing husband. Mm -hmm. And people were like, Sierra, drop that prayer. What was that prayer? You know, because she said, I, I prayed, you know, that um, God would send me something like this, whatever. And, you know, people yeah. were like, it was like this running joke for a long time. Like, drop that prayer, girl. Yeah. And then I saw this thing a few weeks ago. It was so true. She's And this person said, I don't know who needs to hear this, but Sierra did not pray for a man. She prayed for herself. Mm -hmm. that part right there that's yeah. all there is to it so when yeah. it is the right time yeah no one's gonna mm -hmm. the universe is not gonna play you yeah it's really like it's yeah. never never but yeah let's take one last break and we'll be right back all right and we are back and queer and black and it is time to speak on that so speak on that is a segment where we come to the table or the microphone with whatever is on our minds it can pertain to anything and everything whatever we just want to get up of our spirits and um, hash out for the sake of hashing it out. So, um, mine is super quick and it's nothing of importance. I mean, it's important to, to me. <laughs> what's, what about yours? What's, what's yours? I mean, mind? I don't want to say it's quick because you know I'd be talking, right? But like, <laughs> it's not like, again, it's important to me and it's important to people who share my opinion. Okay, why don't and, you go first? Because I okay. think I went first last week. Okay. okay. Yeah. So you go first. Um, my speak. What I would like to speak on today is motherfucking. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know if I've decided to. Yeah. No. I'm gonna say it. Motherfucking skip the dishes. Who? Speak okay. on that. Listen. I was gonna make a joke. <laughs> that that was gonna be. <laughs> but go off. Um, go off. Yeah. Go off, no. Go because off. I'm still speak pissed. I'm still mad speak about on it. That. Let me Come tell on you. Now. Let me tell you what happened with Let's me. Let's go. And skip the dishes Let's in go. the last little bit. Let me just tell mm -hmm. you something real quick. Mm -hmm. So I'm at home, okay? Me, my parents, my sister, we're chilling at home, okay? Family time. We're talking, we're laughing, we're drinking, whatever. We're like, let's order some food because we don't want to cook. It's late. We don't want to cook. So then we're like, yeah, let's order something from Skip. And then, yeah, we continue on with our lives. We put in our order. We continue on with our lives. We're sitting, we're talking, we've separated into our own corners, we continue to sit and talk and whatever, <laughs> just live our fucking lives, right? As you do, as you do once you've ordered food, you continue to live your life, mm -hmm. okay? So what had happened okay. <clears throat> was somewhere after a while, of, uh, like after a while went by, I check my phone and I'm like, where are this food at? And it's like, oh, 10 minutes away or something like that. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool, 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 cool. And like, mind you, I'm not somebody who could like calculate time just like that in mm -hmm. my head. Okay. Like, I don't know if like, again, to me, our episodes are like maybe 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, it just, that's what it feels like to me. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, so I continue talking to my sister. We're chilling, whatever, um, having deep conversations and shit. And then I'm like, wait a minute. I hear my, I hear my stomach grumble. I'm like, where the <laughs> fuck is the food? 
<laughs> so then I go and I look and mind you, in my head, I'm like, maybe, maybe 15, 20 minutes have gone by. Mm-hmm. I look at my phone and it asks me, I open the app, the Skip the Dishes app um, for people that are American or whatever. Skip the Dishes is like Canadian, Canadian Uber Eats or mm. like, yeah. They have another um, fancy one down there too, um, but go on. Yeah. Um, so I look at the app and the app is like, how was your food? And I was like, Bitch, well, I haven't what had food? It. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about? So then I go to the front door, open the door, and guess what the fuck I see? Two mm. bags. Two bags of the food that I ordered sitting not in front of the door, close to the door, but on the steps, the furthest step <laughs> from the door. Okay? Mm just outside mind you it is october Mm -hmm. and it is alberta Mm -hmm. it was snowing Mm -hmm. go ahead okay Mm -hmm. the area just like two centimeters away from my food was wet because of snow Mm. it was snowing that day and it was cold out i pick up the food and i touch it it is cold like it had been out there for maybe like at the very, very least, I want to say 15 minutes, but I'm thinking it was probably more like half an hour. But at the very, very least, I want to say about 15 minutes. So, and that's me being nice, okay? Mm, yep. Skip the dishes, people. That's yep. me being nice. Mm-hmm. So, I'm pissed because I'm like, okay, so we waited all this time for food that we now have and it's cold. Not only is it cold, but they got the order wrong. They didn't separate the... the should I ask them to separate... <clears throat> So here now I'm having an issue with the restaurant Mm -hmm. and I'm having an issue with the delivery person. So what do I do when I have issues? I bring them to somebody who can fix them. I go to the support team and I'm like, yo, um, thumbs down is how my order was because (laughs) like this shit was soggy. This shit was cold. This wasn't separated. I asked for extra this. You didn't give it to me. So there's that. And then on top of that, the delivery guy left the food outside, didn't ring the doorbell, didn't knock, didn't text, didn't call, didn't inform me in any way that my food had arrived. And this Mm-mm. support woman says, I'm sorry you had a bad experience. Oh. Let me see what I can do to help you. And then she fucks off for a bit. And she comes back asking a bunch of bullshit questions about what happened. And I'm like, okay, so I ordered food. He brought the food. He did not ring the doorbell. He did not knock. He did not inform me that my food had been delivered. And she's like, oh, well, you didn't have anything in your delivery instructions. And I'm like, okay, because what I assumed was that (laughs) delivery meant you were going to bring the food to me. And because it's food and not a fucking Amazon package, you would maybe let me know that it's arrived. Because, again, food is something that expires. It can't just sit there until I get home. (laughs) So you would think that you would let me know. And she's like, well, um, because we're doing contactless delivery, the the delivery person didn't, um, and you didn't give instructions, so the delivery person just, like, left it at the door. Like, that's what they're instructed to do. And I'm like, so you're telling me that contactless delivery means that this man doesn't even have contact with my front fucking step. He does not have contact with my house. Mm. 
He does not have contact with the air in front of Mm-mm. the front door. Mm-mm. That's what you're telling me? Mm-mm. That he could drop it off any fucking where just in the vicinity of my home <laughs> and then say that it's delivered? Is that what you're saying? Because I, I have delivered for Skip. I have delivered for Skip. I still get the emails every time they update something. They still email me. They emailed me when COVID started. They emailed me about the contactless delivery. Nowhere in those emails did I see anything that said anything about leaving someone's food out the fuck outside in front of their door and not telling them that it's there. In this weather. In this fucking weather, okay? Ooh, yeah. Because I, so this woman keeps, we're going back and forth. Mind you, I'm trying to eat my food. I'm Mm. going back and forth. My family is like, what the fuck is wrong with this woman? We're all pissed. We're all just like, you know, sitting there just like chewing away on our fucking cold food. Mm -hmm. And this woman wants to go back and forth with me. And she's like, let me see what I can do. She disappears for a bit. She comes back. And the stupid thing about skip the dishes And I feel like a lot of these, like DoorDash is the same way, which is also annoying, where you have to stay in the chat for the chat to remain open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't go anywhere else on your phone. So I'm eating my food and I cannot look at anything else on my phone at all. I just have to be sitting here watching this, watching the three dots flashing (laughs) while this lady tries to figure out what she can do. Oh my goodness. So she tells me, oh, well... Um, next time, maybe put some instructions in your delivery that you want them to ring the doorbell. And I'm like, I shouldn't have to put no. down things that are <clears throat> obvious. It should go without saying. You'd think so, like, right? You, like, it should really... And even in the age of contactless de- delivery, it mm. should go without saying that you either want to knock on the door, ring the doorbell, give a heads up that it's here so that I can proceed yeah. with my day. Like... And like, skip the dishes doesn't give you a notification like, oh, your food has arrived. Yeah, they don't do that. It doesn't that. do that. You have to yeah. go into the app to see that shit. If they were mm. to give a notification, that would be different. Because mm-hmm. then, like, if I didn't see it on my phone, that's my problem. But literally nothing, like, no, nothing comes up on nothing. my phone. No text, no notification, no nothing. Mm-hmm. And this woman is telling me, well, maybe next time tell him to ring the doorbell. And I'm like, I thought that this was something that was obvious. And she's like, well, maybe next time keep a better eye on the app. And I'm like, the thing about apps and the thing about me and the thing about time is that I don't have any to be looking at this specific app. Because Mm. if I did have time to be sitting there looking at something, I would have been sitting there looking at my steak fucking cooked (laughs) instead of ordering food. But instead, I chose to order food so that I could do other shit while I wait for the food and somebody else cooks it and brings it to me because I paid them to do so. Oh, my goodness. So, again, we're going back and forth for a long time, for literally, like, maybe an hour. And she, I'm like, let me speak to your manager. And she's like, there's no manager on site right now or whatever the fuck. And I'm like okay, well, like, I want a fucking refund. Because she's like, next time do this, next time do that. Well, I understand that you're frustrated. I understand that you're upset. I understand that your food was cold, but I can't give you a refund. And I understand that this and this. And I'm like, the thing is, you want to say you understand, but you're not doing anything Mm -hmm. about this situation that you understand me being frustrated about. So, like, let me talk to somebody else. So manager's not there, allegedly, and she is like, well, if you want, you can, like, put in a request, or I can put in a request for someone to contact you tomorrow. And I'm like, yeah, do that, and also send me a transcript of this conversation that we've had here, please, and Mm. thank you. So she does that. So the next day is 
I think I get a notification saying it will take like 24 to 48 hours to respond to Mm. the request that she put in. Um, (laughs) Then on a work day, don't remember what exact day, but it was on a work day. Okay. Mm. I know this happened again yesterday and this happened again today. Okay. Because I work at a job where I'm on the phone all day. Mm -hmm. So I cannot be on my phone Mm -hmm. all day. So if my phone rings, I usually don't answer Mm -hmm. it because I don't have time to answer because I have another phone to my ear Mm -hmm. at the time. That being said, I'm sitting there. I'm seeing some number ring on my phone that I've never seen before. And I'm like, who the fuck is this? And I just, I, I just click the little, the lock button two times. So it goes away. Cause I'm like, don't, I don't want to hear the vibrating. I don't want to see that. Who is that? I don't know that person. Um, no new friends. So <laughs> I then continue on living my life, doing my job. Okay. And then again, I see the same number pop up again. And I'm like, who the fuck is this? Like, what the hell? Leave me alone. This time I let it ring all the way out. Maybe a minute and a half later, after I declined both of those calls, I got an email being like, we tried to contact you. Of course you did. Can you please tell us like when you, when's a good time to contact you so we can discuss order, whatever, whatever number bullshit. And I responded to that and I'm like, okay, call me at 12 o'clock because like you can call me tomorrow at 12 o'clock because I'm working, but I'm on break at 12. Mm -hmm. So give me a call at that time tomorrow because that night I did not want to deal with it. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not doing this type of other shit to do tonight. So that being said, the next day comes, um, I think it was today and they call me again. Guess what time it is. I can't. Nine, <laughs> nine fucking 30 in the morning. Okay. <gasps> Two calls back to back. Oh my goodness. And I'm like, who the fuck is this? Oh my. What the hell? And I get another email being like, we've tried to contact you to discuss blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yes. And I said to call me at 12 o'clock. And I even, mind you, the first time I was like, call me at 12 o'clock Mountain Standard Time. This time I was like, call me at 12 o'clock Mountain Standard Time, Alberta time, Mm. 12 p.m., please. And thank you. That is when I'm not working. I cannot answer my phone while I'm working right now. Mm. And again, to these emails, I'm not getting a response. But then after I send that email today, another phone call comes in about three minutes later from the same number. Do you know I almost threw my phone? Okay. And I'm like, y'all are the okay. actual worst motherfucker. Now Give me you're my doing fucking this on purpose. $40 back yes. so that I don't have to fucking drag your asses on Twitter yes. and complain to y'all. At every fucking waking moment that I have because I'm sick of this shit and you will give me my money back. Mm-hmm. Like, this nigga left my food outside mm-hmm. in the snow. Mm-mm. This is Alberta. You Mm-mm. cannot do that. Mm-mm. That's not okay. Mm-mm. What if you dropped it at the wrong house? Mm-hmm. So, like, what the hell? If I had said I didn't get my food, would you give me my money back then? Mm-hmm. Because I bet you you would, or mm-hmm. at least give credits or some shit mm-hmm. like that. So anyways, my point is, skip the dishes, you bum-ass, dirty-ass, <laughs> foolish-ass, bummy, stinky-ass, melon-like, earring-backs motherfuckers. Do not play with me, okay? Because I do not have time right now, but I tell you when I do, you're going to hear from me and you're going to get tired of me. Mm. You're going to get tired of me before I get tired of you. Because I've been using DoorDash and they've been doing just fine. All right. Yeah, that's what I was telling you. It was like it's weird that Skip, who are like the prototype of these food delivery services, have not 
figured out these weird kinks that they have. Like they should have, this should be like a walk in the park for them. Just doing this with their eyes closed. But the thing about this that really gets me is just like, like what makes me sad and emotional about all this is you do not play with me when it comes to my food. When, this I, is not, when I'm know, hungry, hungry when okay? I am hungry, my whole family sitting their stomachs grumbling and they have the nerve. Can you, you imagine? Yeah, I just, you can't do that to me when I'm like, like anticipating Mm-hmm. that food so mm-hmm. yeah that's a and I even mess. told this woman I even told her I literally was like okay so you're saying that if no instructions are giving they're just gonna drop it wherever the fuck in the vicinity of your home they're gonna drop it somewhere on your property somewhere and leave and not say anything why the fuck do you not tell the customer that somewhere in the options where it's saying, oh, if you want to have d- delivery directions, you can write that, write them down mm-hmm. here. It doesn't say anywhere that if you don't put delivery instructions that they're just going to drop it off somewhere on your property. <laughs> you know why it doesn't say that? Because that's fucking stupid. <laughs> Anyways, I'm obviously still very pissed off about this. Yes, as you and should I will be. be. I will be just digging all of the Karen in me <laughs> out. <laughs> And in their direction, just tossing the Karen shit. Yeah. I will ask to speak to everybody superior because it's like, I'm, I'm not, this is stupid. Yeah. And I'm not, I didn't pay that much money to get fucking cold food. Well, you don't, yeah, you don't do all that to be that inconvenience. That's not the exactly. whole thing. My, 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 exactly. My intensive purpose was here. To, I said, I wanted to skip the dishes. That's what I the, wanted to do. So it, now that, now that you've like made me, <laughs> now that you've made just me like the name. get a dish we have mm. a, we have a problem but yeah, yeah. i feel you know that, who didn't like... skip the dishes us you know why because we had to put the food <laughs> into a pan so we could warm it in the oven because you can't really warm fries in the microwave like that oh, i can't oh, i'm uh-uh. just so frustrated i have but my anyways. own own terrible story with them that i'm gonna save for another day but mm. yeah they truly ain't it like they are just a disaster and a mess and they yeah. really have very little care for customer service. Most likely they because really they don't give a shit. Don't have a ton of competition in the market. So yeah. it's just they they don't care. But I really hope that we can get to a place. It's kind of like airlines where like I want more so that people are forced to do better. And exactly. that's like, yeah, with you skip. But so every time somebody has an issue with skip, if they ever do any single thing wrong, I need all of you to speak the Say fuck up. something. You need to be all in their chats. Absolutely. You need to be dragging them on Inconvenience Twitter. You need them. to be, absolutely. yeah, absolutely. Yes. absolutely. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cause this because is, that's yeah. the only way they'll do better. Yeah, and that's not, it's, and it's it, actually we require them to, important okay. to note too, like, like the reason, like, when I say inconvenience them, it's not like this is, you know, some startup that's like, oh, like hard pressed or hard done by. Like the way, the yeah. way, and I've heard some inside stories of like how um, restaurants are kind of affected by, you know but like the only way especially in this the pandemic the only way that they can really sustain is through food delivery but the way how much percentage skip takes from them and stuff it's just anyway don't feel too bad for them is what i'm trying to say they're fine they're fine yeah Mm. but that was beautiful (laughs) 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 that was beautiful i loved it so mine as we said you know hard turns Mm. hard turns Mm -hmm. um 
Mine is very random, but I've had this on my mind and it just made sense for this to come to fruition today. And I want to speak on a song called Mango. <gasps> oh my gosh, <laughs> listen. Do you know I was going to speak? Actually, oh, I, <laughs> I was going to bring this. Like, I literally, I thought about it last week, but I'm like, no, not this week. That's Maybe next so week. Funny. I've literally been thinking about it for like two, three weeks. Oh like, my I God, that's so funny. I thought we were going to have like a put me, on, uh, put me on segment or something. That is so funny. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Uh, okay, so I love good. it. I love it. So I'm going to speak yeah, on go ahead. Mango. Go ahead. Oh, I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. Speak on that. Okay. Yes. So there's a song called Mango. His, uh, the, the artist's name is, and I hope I'm pronouncing this right, but Kamau, but it's spelled K-A-M-A-U-U. And it was a few weeks ago, you and I were together and we'd spent the afternoon just watching YouTube videos and listening to music and just doing what we do. And mm-hmm. I had come across this song two days before that. And when, the, when I first heard it, I immediately thought of you. I was like, oh, she's going to love this. Like, she's going to mm. love this aesthetic. She's going to love this vibe. She's going to love this sound. I just knew it. Um, the lyrics. And it, it's interesting because, like, the, it, is, it is a beautiful, beautiful song. The music video is incredible. I'm, mm. I'll link it to the show notes as well. But like, basically, it really stems off of something that you said once, which was loving without ownership. And mm-hmm. this entire song is like really about that. And it's like some of the lyrics. Um, if you well, it starts off singing, if you found some other dude, what do I do if he truly loves you? If he loves you. If he loves you truly. If truly. he loves you truly. How could I not love him too? Yeah. If he improves you more, more than, than I, I used to. to. Mm. Okay? I okay. don't want nothing else but you getting what, your what best. What you need. Exactly. Get, yes, even get what you if need. It ain't from even if it me. Ain't from me. And then it goes, because I love you. Yes. And what love is never selfish and of service i want to hone in on that line right there i think that Mm. is such one of the most beautiful kind of like lyric segments that i've ever read and it's when you read it it's so simple but when you just sink into it it's like this is really beautiful to love somebody enough to let them go or not let them go but like to just as you were always saying like loving without ownership and Mm -hmm. and the fact that love is an act of service and it's not selfish and it's really like, mm-hmm. I want to see you thrive. I want to see you be happy. I want to see you just be the best possible yes. version of you. Like loving someone is not about no. you. It's about it's, them. Uh, and it's, it's purposeful. And mm-hmm. another part, like that second verse that goes, um, giving it up is not giving up. Yes. Giving it up is not giving up. It is not a failure if mm. you, you know, come to to terms with somebody or something. It, yeah. It's not a bad thing to give it up because it does not mean you've given up. It means you've let exactly. them go to a and place it, it where they can be the up. best possible version of themselves. It follows up with giving it up is giving because you're giving right. them the freedom. <laughs> 
to move on to something better or yes. to go to pursue something or experience yes. something better. Ah, uh, I like love that. Like I love <laughs> everything about that. I love what that embodies. I love that that's a completely flip the script way of approaching love or talking about love or looking at love mm-hmm. and relationships and whatnot is just really especially I mean we have so many songs that talk about you know the antithesis of that which is you know yeah. you you know you suck I hate you this this that that you broke my heart and of course no, that's, wow that's not what I where I was going <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know <laughs> I was thinking more like all the songs that are like you know Cause you're mine, and nobody else can have oh, okay, you. Okay, that's you, you know what I mean. Yeah, like I all of those songs you. where it's like I they talk about you. this is my bitch. That's this right. Is my nigga. That's right. This is my love. That's right. He comes home to me. Like that's right. Ain't nobody like, else. Who are you talking yeah. about? Mm-hmm. You're talking about yourself. But it's so cool to flip it and just to kind of approach it in a way that looks at at this stuff as as so not only objective but is super like selfless like what a selfless act to love somebody enough to let them get what they want or let them do what Mm -hmm. makes them happy or let them thrive in a place where whatever whatever it is um the song is super cool. The video is amazing. Like the mm-hmm. video is just like complete swag. And homeboy's cute as hell. Yes, they're, <laughs> bo- they're both so cute. They're both so cute. cool. They're both so uh, cool. Like they're just I want like them to be our friends. Uh, and they're gonna be. Let's manifest that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sure. Let's. <laughs> But I really just loved, the, you know, that 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 message that it brought, and I've I've been like really like I listen to it at least twice a day. I'll it's, wa- listen, same. <laughs> it's on every single one of the playlists yeah. that I frequent right now. And sometimes if it doesn't show up fast enough, I'll just go and find yeah. it. Like yeah, I will yeah, scroll totally, through, and I'm like, totally. where is it? Because it's time it's just, now. It's just the time. Because it's just, it yeah. makes you feel good. And it's good. fucking called Mango. Do you come know how much I love fucking come mangoes? Come on, I love okay. a mango. There's no reason for it to be called There's that. Not. Besides There's... the fact <laughs> that I love mangoes. <laughs> and they are speaking I've about love. I've never even questioned why it's called mango. That's a really good point. But I, I kind of love have, that. Because I'm like, mm, some symbolism there. Yeah, I wonder what that's about. But yeah. Yeah. I, I, mm, ooh, I don't want to get too deep here, but like, there's got to be something about. Get there. Get you know, there. I'm just thinking, like, okay. Okay. So, oh, like something about growth and, you know, maybe the most developed mango can't really get to that point where they can't let go of the tree. Or, you know what I'm saying? It's like, I can let okay, you go okay. and do your thing and thrive. Or maybe, because, maybe just. Okay. Oh, you ooh, know what I'm ooh, saying? Okay. Listen. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So mangoes, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, delicious. Mm-hmm. This is the thing: is that a mango that is like ready to be eaten? Mm-hmm. And mind you, this is coming from somebody who likes to eat the mangoes not all the way right. Mm-hmm. I like it when they're a little bit hard and they're a little bit like you know sour. Um, but a mango, when you try to take a mango off a tree that's like not right. Mm. It's harder to take That's off. What I'm saying, like when it's not ready, it's hard to take what off. What I'm saying, but when it is ready, mm-hmm. when it's ready at a point where it can be eaten, mm-hmm. you can pluck the mango pretty easily off of the tree and, with mm-hmm. without too much effort. That being said, 
the tree will still be sustained. The tree is, listen, hear me out. Okay, okay. Hear me out. The tree has come out, okay? okay? okay. He's like, I'm loving on these mangoes. I'm giving them what they need. They're getting sunlight. They're getting all the nutrients and they're getting the water and whatever to grow. But if they stay on that tree, if that tree holds those mangoes onto those mangoes forever, Mm. they will no longer be getting what they need. I love it. They will rot on there. I love it. I but love it. if you let them go, they can go and become a delicious mango salad for Lena. <laughs> so it's like the love. It's like, I'm going to pour all this love that into part this right mango, there. but not to benefit me, to benefit the mango. It's so true, because how could I not love him too if he improves you? You know? Yeah, I love that's a That's an amazing analogy, and I am running with it. <laughs> I am completely <laughs> running with it. No, I'm so. I listen, it's, we gotta let him know. So, yeah, we gotta, totally. Like, this is why, you, in case you were yeah, wondering, this is why you wrote this the song. This is why you, you did. called this yeah. song. Yeah. <laughs> we figured uh, it out. In case you yeah, haven't. One more time, because I love you, and what love is never selfish and of service. If you have not heard this song or seen this music video, check it out. It is amazing. Please. And it, I sang it to my sisters on the way. <laughs> we were all like doing like a family facetime Mm -hmm. and i was like i don't remember what we were waiting for i think my mom had like fallen asleep or something and then we were all just kind of like sitting there doing our own thing and like looking at each other once in a while and i was like do you want me to sing you guys a song (laughs) and they're like for once for once they're like okay and i was like and I say, I love that. Beginning that. To end. Oh, yeah, and they're I like, that's it. nice. <laughs> oh, it's a, it is, uh, yeah, it's, it's just a easily really, my favorite song. Easily, right now. easily, easily. Yeah. And it's like, I, I, yeah, I, yeah, I'll be repressed if I ever don't ever watch. Like, if I'm on YouTube, I'm like, oh, mango. Like, I just got to put it right? on. You know what I mean? See, like, yes, just, <laughs> same. <laughs> again, giving it up is not giving up. Mm. oh beautiful beautiful song so yes check that so song beautiful. and video out but that oh, i love the positive I, ending I know, that's, a, that's a good one hey that does yeah. bring us to the end of the show but i, I yeah I'm, I'm really i'm really glad that we highlighted that song um mm-hmm. because as you were saying it's been like on my mind for ever, ever since that moment actually i've just been like god like we need to talk about this song and i literally <laughs> like i remember the first day that it came on and you were just kind of like you didn't really say anything you just put it on yes i did not and say, then i was Lena, you're looking, gonna love this and i was I didn't like say anything. <laughs> yeah nothing i wait i just i, let I you enjoy literally it. stopped what i was doing mm-hmm. and turned mm-hmm. to the tv and I just stood mm-hmm. and I was standing. Mm-hmm. Okay? I was standing up and I just stopped and I looked at the TV and I was like, Yep. What is this? I, I, I will never forget it. Because I, I was like, like, I like this. I didn't have to I didn't have to sell it to you. Like you I just and I was not like, at all. you I, are gonna get this. just you came inside me. Okay. It just went, it penetrated yep. my spirit. <laughs> I like this a lot. So what is good. this again? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the next Monday I saw you listening to it on Spotify. I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. there you go. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> oh, I love oh, it. Oh, so good. <laughs> that is the end of our show, y'all. You can check us out via social media on Instagram and Twitter at Speak on That Pod. Um, if you are not following us on said channels, please do so. I'm surprised you're not already. Mm. Um, yeah, that's weird. Same goes for 
rating, subscribing, reviewing. Um, every we, well, we brought it up last week and we got a few nice ratings. So thank y'all for. Oh really? Yeah, I was just. Like, I oh. always say, but I never. Yeah, I, know, <laughs> I was like, oh, this is nice. So thank y'all for doing that and listening and and and, and um, we encourage more of that, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and say nice things to us. Absolutely, and you can also find us on. Tailor-made radio on YouTube, on the internets, and by that I mean the website. Um, (laughs) The interwebs. The interwebs. Um, Also, you can follow Tailor-made radio on Instagram at Taylor, that is the name the name not the profession i don't know why in my I head love, i was gonna I love spell that you out say that every time i was gonna spell <laughs> out the profession i'm like that's not right that's so good <laughs> um yeah taylor the name not the profession made the verb <laughs> not the profession <laughs> radio oh. the kind that you listen to <laughs> Whatever. Oh, Google that Google shit. It. It's going to come and up that's on all the places. Be. Yeah. Thank y'all for listening. And mm-hmm. remember that we love you. Yes, we do. And what love is uh-huh. never selfish. And of service. Yes. Lena, I love you deep. I love you wide. And we're going to talk soon. Mm-hmm.